Outdoors podcast. We got a good one for you this week. Rodney Hawkins was able to make it in studio, so we got to talk to him. If you guys have been listening, you know we've been partnered with him for uh, a little over a month now, I guess. <clears throat> Two months, something like that. So he was able to come in. We talked a lot about what he's got going on with Midwest Farm and Land, and then also RG Outdoors. And we also were able to ask him some questions about purchasing land, different stuff like that, uh, how he sees the market trends right now, different things like that. So it was a really re- interesting episode, especially when it comes to the real estate side of things. And then we also got to talk about some products that he's got at RG Outdoors with the Radix blinds, the camo dust, uh, and then the Berna self-defense weapons, which you'll get to hear about in this episode. There's also details on everything he's got going on in the show notes, so make sure you go check those out. But before we get into it, don't forget, guys, if you want to support the podcast, you can check out our sponsors, uh, one being Grandpa Ray Outdoors. And this is going to be a way you guys can support your deer herd as well if you're doing food plots or anything like that. Grandpa Ray Outdoors specializes in providing the best nutrition for whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods. Grandpa Ray's was started in 2015, but John has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991. With over 14 different food plot blends to choose from, you're not going to have any trouble finding what you're looking for, whether that be fall or spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it, they've got it. They're not just about selling their products, though. They'll answer any questions you have about what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. John and his team don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They're going to treat you and your situation individually. And they're not really about a fancy label or package either, so you're going to pick up a bag of theirs, and it's not going to look like some of them that are on the Walmart shelf with all the pictures of the big bucks and the food plots and all that stuff. They don't waste time and money on that. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. That's where their focus is at. We've used their blends on client properties all over the Midwest, and on our own properties, and the results have been as good as advertised. And that's why we we partnered with them initially on the podcast. That's why we're going to keep doing that and continue to use their seed. So if you want to support us and get yourself some really good quality seed, go check them out at GrandpaRayOutdoors.com and use discount code RHOPodcast to get 5% off. And that's all lowercase and no space RHOPodcast. Our other partner is Rodney Hawkins, and we'll get into everything he does on the episode pretty heavily. So I'll just give you guys his number real quick. Again, it'll be in the show notes. If you are interested in anything he's talking about tonight or anything you hear, you got questions on, you can contact him at 618-925-3153. That's 618-925-3153. And he'll be able to answer any questions you might have, whether it be about property or anything he's got going on at RG Outdoors. You can also check their Facebook page out at RG Outdoors um, and check out everything they've got going on there. So, Otherwise, you guys can support. Make sure you check out our website, ridgehunteroutdoors.com. Anything you find on there, use the discount code RHOPOD, and that's all caps. You'll get 10% off of anything on our website. You can also follow us on Apple Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment on there. We're going to have some stuff coming out on that soon, if it hasn't already by the time this is posted. And then Spotify, you can follow us on there as well. So thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. We appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us. And this is episode number 72 with Rodney Hawkins. This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is episode number 72 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. You got Nate in here tonight. Dad's in here with me. 
And then we got a guest in the studio. Rodney Hawkins is in here. If you guys have been listening, you know we've been partnered with him for a couple months now. A little over a month. Something like that. If I get you guys unmuted here. You got to remember to hit those buttons after you press them. But yeah, we've been working with him for a little bit. Uh, he's with Midwest Farm and Land, and then he's also got RG Outdoor. So we'll get into talking to some... We'll get into talking about that here a little bit later, but first thing we always do, whether guests, I want to do the same thing with you. Give us like a background of how you got started in the outdoors. Like what is your, I guess, how you got brought up in it? Who started you out hunting and fishing and all that? Well, my dad always took us fishing when we was kids, but uh, my brother-in-law probably got me hunting. Um, they He hunted, he quail hunted, mm-hmm. and so I was probably quail hunting when I was nine, 10, 12 years old. And, uh, that was when there was a lot of quail, <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like it is. You starting to yeah. tell on yourself, right? Yeah. It, it's, that was when you could walk five miles and see 20 coveys of quail, you know, mm-hmm. cause you'd bust a covey of quail and you, you didn't chase them. You just let them go and you went and found another covey. Yeah. Um, actually started bow hunting on my own probably when I was about 15, but that was also when you didn't see deer. I mean, you might be lucky to see a, you was just lucky to see a deer. Right. Because that would have been in, I don't know, mid-70s. Yeah. Or now, late 80s. I don't know. Early. Early 80s. Something like that. Because I graduated in 81. So. Yeah. Um, and I've just deer hunted ever since. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just really liked the bow hunting, the shotgun hunting I got out of for a while. Um, up around Orchardville, you know, there for a few years, it kind of got crazy, didn't it, Nate? Uh we're still in that. <laughs> <laughs> still crazy. Well, I won't, still in <laughs> I won't mention any names, but, you know, there was a few of them that was just kind of dangerous to be around there for a while. And still yeah. are. <laughs> still are. <laughs> Back in those early days, you was in a hot spot if you saw a track. Yeah, you're right. Really up there. You're right, because there wasn't. I mean, yeah. I remember taking Dad's truck and going out and building a deer stand on somebody's property that didn't know whose it was because mm-hmm. it wasn't no big deal at that time. And Yeah. And I sat up there and froze to death for six <laughs> days and never seen nothing. And yeah. I thought, man, you know. So I kind of backed off for a few years, and then the deer population started going up. You started seeing a lot more. So yeah, for uh, sure. We got back into it and hunted ever since. So what did you get? Who got you started in bow hunting? You just decide that was something you wanted to do. Uh, Ronnie Harrell, a friend of mine, had a bow, and he said you need to get a bow. So we got a bow. Mm-hmm. And he had a bow, and I we just started target shooting. You, you remember know? what it was? My first one, I think, was a just a cheap old Hoyt, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they don't make those anymore. No, they don't, don't make Hoyt, cheap. but not cheap. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no cheap bows anymore. Uh-uh. Last one I bought was wow. I thought, holy cow, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but um, so we just target practiced, and just loved that part of it, and then finally just start hunting, mm-hmm. and uh, always fished. I mean, we, you know, our dads always took us fishing, you know. So right. Um, don't really enjoy that as much anymore as I, I did. I don't do it as much. Yeah. But uh, I'm just in a perfect position now with my what I do. You know, they want us to hunt. Right. You know, that's a big part of what we do is outdoors. Yeah. So they want us to hunt. They want us to be able to film it if we have the opportunity, you know. Um, and uh, so that's it's nice to have a job where you kind of get paid for hunting. For sure. So <laughs> what would you do in between, like, what you're doing now and then? Like, uh, I guess when you're in high school, when you started bow hunting, like, how, what led you up to where you're at now with... Midwest Farmland? Yeah. Um, I went to Wabash Valley College after I got out of high school, got a um, degree in telecommunications, mm-hmm. and um, 
worked on the road for nine or ten years, got tired of that, come home. Actually went to work for Dave and Carol White farming yeah. for several years just because I didn't want to be on the road anymore. Yeah. And uh, if you know the Whites, you know, they was always tremendous people to work for. Um, and then uh, all propane for several years. Then in 2004, I bought my bought a water business mm-hmm. and uh, delivered um, five-gallon bottles of water and started my own processing plant, bought out a water treatment business. Sold all that in 2018. Uh, got my real estate license in 2016, 15, something like that. And uh, worked for a while there in Florida. Um, made a couple changes. Uh, went back and uh, after I sold my business, I went to work for a fiber optic company for a couple years. Back to my roots, I guess. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, ar- I'd already changed to Midwest Farmerland before that. And then uh, last year, about this time, Brandon approached me. I went back full-time with Midwest Farmerland. And then Brandon approached me because I had to manage a broker's license mm-hmm. uh, to actually be an operations manager. Okay, cool. So so who, who's Brandon? Brandon Schwarzlander. He's the owner of Midwest Farmerland. He's the owner of Midwest Farmerland. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically what I do with Midwest Farmerland, I still get the buy and s- or I get to do the buy and sell process with clients. Right. But I also see every piece of paperwork that comes through the the office for our agents, mm-hmm. or the majority of the paperwork, the important stuff, the contracts, the listing contracts, the amendments, stuff like that. So I have to approve all that stuff before yeah. uh, certain aspects happen in the real estate law. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like it. I mean, like I said, I get to, I get to be, do my own schedule. Yeah, and. Um, work with a lot of people. I mean, I've met a lot of people over the years between hauling propane and also having my own water business. So I've yeah. got a lot of people out there, a lot of contacts, people that come back to me, say, hey, you know, we're wanting, thinking about selling. What, what can you do, you know? So mm-hmm. um, so that's what's led me up to where I'm at today. And yeah. then uh, always wanted to get back into something as a hobby. Right. So, you know, last year I started um, actually – we had went to Alabama to uh, the World Deer Classic. If you guys ever get the opportunity to go to that, you got to go. It's a good it's show, one huh? Time. Yeah, over 300 vendors. Yeah. 30,000 people go through it two and a half days. Wow. Yeah. and um, Where's that at? It's It was in uh, Montgomery, Alabama last year. Okay, cool. Yeah. Does it move? Or no, does it stays pr- there. stays in Montgomery? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I'm sorry. Birmingham. Birmingham. But tremendous facility easy to get around to so we went down there we have a lot of buyers that come out in the south yeah um, louisiana mississippi georgia alabama mm-hmm. um, so we went down there just to see what we you know we could conjure up you know and uh, ran across clifford martin mm-hmm. with radix blinds because i was always i'd always wanted a soft-sided blind yeah and uh, i'd been looking at them and i didn't like anything i seen well I, immediately when i seen his i liked them uh, we sat right next to Chris at uh, Camel Dust, so I mm-hmm. uh, was impressed by their stuff, and I just shot it out there. I said, "You guys take dealerships," and I said, "Yeah, both of them did." So we yeah. jumped right on it. You know, right? It's been a so then then we started RG Outdoors. So cool. Yeah the the soft side of blinds just being around Nate's a little bit, man. They're they're pretty slick, especially for like if you're looking for something that's not at the price point that a lot of those hard sided blinds are. Like the soft sided one, man, it's like the way to go. Yeah, they're the soft sided ones for twelve hundred bucks. I mean, you can't, you couldn't go get the lumber 
and stuff to even think about building something like that. (laughs) You know, not anymore. And you know, the it's put together real well. Mm -hmm. Um, Nate put his together by himself, basically. Yeah, got to be easy. It's got to be easy. (laughs) It can't be too complicated. It's still still (laughs) the test of time. All right. Uh, But um, I really like those, and uh, so. Clayford was just all over it, and mm-hmm. I didn't have to put in a minimum order or anything like yeah. <laughs> these. You right. Know? And uh, he's been great to work with. So if you get the opportunity, Nate's here. Yeah. I'm going to start working with him. So talking to Clifford a little yeah. bit, yeah. So. Excited about maybe getting something going there. Cause, and he was actually telling us at the show they're doing even some uh, some improvements to, like, the soft-sided yeah. lines and stuff like that, too. Yeah, so. the framework's going to be a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, the straps yes. underneath. Yep, instead of the bungee rackets. cords. Yeah, instead of the bungee yes. cords, they're going to put straps. Mm-hmm. Um, something about like a leveling system for the legs, maybe. I think adjustable feet. Yeah, I think he said really. I hadn't heard feet. that one yet. I think uh, that's what he was saying, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. we've got right now is still the the old stuff mm-hmm. or the last model. Right. So the new stuff coming out is going to be the new model. I don't know if we're going to have those this summer or not, mm-hmm. but he talked like we probably would. Yeah. Um, and then the hard sided ones. Chris Herman bought one of those, mm-hmm. and I helped him put it together. And they're you guys seen them? They're impressive. Yeah. I mean, those things are about three inches thick and they got foam in the middle of them we stepped inside of a couple there at the show and it was yes. like it's like getting inside your pickup if you're buying an interstate or something and closing the door and it's like your ears change yeah you yeah. step in that thing and close the door in that great big loud room with everybody in it and it's just like yep it, like there's nothing quiet yeah yep. um and the but, windows are nice on them that's one big thing nate was wanting to look at on a lot of them like pretty interested in the windows like because at one time you thought about maybe doing your own yeah like building your own yeah, and seeing how everybody did the windows, I was pretty impressed with the. You yeah, know, the windows. Well. Chris's when we was putting it together, that's what I'm most impressed with too. Was the yes. windows? Um, the door was quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those. I'm, I'm, Chris has a redneck too. I guess I probably shouldn't say brand names, <laughs> but he has a redneck a, too. Another blind. Another <laughs> yeah. a competitor's blind. Yeah, and um, he said, "All it is is plastic." Yeah, you know, which it's all they're all like the molded one piece deal, right? A lot of those yeah. are, yeah. Because he got it over at Centralia, I think Rams Hours is mm-hmm. sells those, and it was pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean it was seventeen hundred, eighteen hundred bucks just mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it insulated at all? I don't or think so. Is it so. just a shell? I think it's just a shell. Um, and I know, is it one continuous piece? Like the floor is molded in and everything too. I haven't I, seen I it. Think. I've seen it. I think. I've, I'm not hunted in. I've, we drove yeah. by it hunting, yeah. but I haven't been yeah. in it. But I think you're right because he went over and they set it on his trailer. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think there was any insulation. In I don't think things. there's any. I know. I think it's just yeah. eighth of an inch plastic. Yeah. Pieces. You know, there's a lot of different blinds out there, and Redneck probably has different models. Oh too, yeah, I'm so, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, Durys uses Redneck. They use Muddies and. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and Hawks got some bigger blinds Hawks now too. I think we saw, but man, everybody's making them. Seems like it. There were yeah, a, a lot of different blinds at the show up at Iowa. Yeah, there were. There will be. There, yeah, there really was. We we're, were going up to Peoria there. this coming weekend. There yeah. were a bunch of them up there. Yeah. Um, Hopefully that's going to be a good show for you too. It will be. Which this will come out after, after that. But either way. Yeah. Either way. You know. Yeah, it'll be a good show. Um, we uh, we're in a good spot. We're. I don't know if you're familiar with Nose Down Sense, but we're right across from from them. Okay. And Jason, and uh, they have a big booth, and they have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so they have, they get on a lot of traffic. Yeah. So we're right across from them. So right. And uh, so it'll be a good show. Those shows yeah. are hard, long, and mm-hmm. difficult, but we always come back with some decent stuff. And with us being in 
what we do as Midwest Farm and Land, we have to be there. Yeah. Right. I mean, because it, if we're not, you know, Whitetail Properties is there and Midwest mm-hmm. Land Everybody is else there. Is. And, and, uh, You're missing yeah. out on connections and, yeah. and just talking to people is worth a lot. Yeah. Even, like, I just enjoy doing it. And then, like, for the podcast, it does help to talk to people and they get to know you a little bit. And they think, well, I'll listen to those guys. But, like, where you're at doing real estate, they definitely, you know, like, making those connections and talking to people is worth a lot. It is. I mean, because, I mean, if somebody... The land, how I want to say this, I guess the the land companies like we are, that's different from your average real estate company. Because mm-hmm. um, just um, a few real estate companies here in Wayne County, I'm not going to say names, so Kansas. Point, point at me if I can. <laughs> Wayne County, Kansas. Yeah. Wayne County, Kansas, <laughs> yeah. or even Clay County, or just your average real estate company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have a land listing or get a land listing. But what they don't do is put it out nationwide like we do. Right. I mean, we spend a ton of money a month. And if I told you the amount of money a month that we spent, because <laughs> um, it's four figures, right, right. you know, to advertise. So basically, if you were listing ground with me, um, it goes out on our MLS, which immediately puts it on ZillowRealtor.com. But then it goes on our website, and then it goes out to like 85 different avenues the big mm-hmm. ones being lands.com lands of america yep land hub um i'd say at one point we thought about 80 percent of our land sales come from those places is that right mm-hmm. yeah because that's where people that are looking if look you all go the time. like if i was looking in, uh, for ground in kentucky which i do want just every now and then just on the kentucky west virginia border yeah you you pop up land for sale in kentucky you get that zillow that that land Mm-hmm. com and that's the first places you see that they're listed yeah if you're looking for so. if you're looking for land land lands of america is where to go because yep. then yeah and you can put your filters in to where you right know, yeah you can filter down the acres your price yep. uh, uh you know uh geogra- geography wherever you mm-hmm. whatever filters counties. you want to put on their counties yeah yep. or certain like southeastern illinois you can do that right central illinois you can do that right now the land market's pretty tight there's not a lot out there for sale mm-hmm um, recreational ground is still selling well. Um, tillable ground is almost impossible to get right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tillable, if it's tillable, um, it's a lot of it's been sold private sale, Yeah, you know, to farmer to farmer. Right. Um, the thing about it right now is we see a lot of people putting their, oh, you know, average recreational ground right now that doesn't flood and that's not been logged down to nothing the size of your arm yeah is uh you know you're anywhere from 32 to 4500 an acre depending on what it is yep um so you now what we're seeing is joe's had this piece of ground for 60 years and his dad had it for 60 years before that well now he decides to sell it and he sees well i'm gonna get six thousand dollars an acre out of it you know we're seeing some of that now yeah um so uh, that stuff stays on the market. It doesn't move. But right. if you get a good quality piece of ground that's listed right, priced right, it might not make the day once yeah. it goes on the market. So I, I, you mentioned earlier you went down south because your clients are Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, Georgia, someone. And, and I see that here in the shop. Yeah, We see a lot of guys come in for they get their deer processed. They're from out of state. And it seems like a lot of Georgia, Alabama. Why is it you think – what what do we draw from Georgia and Alabama? Why you know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't understand. I understand the 
they have a lot of deer, maybe not very big, but if you concentrated our out of staters, it's Chicago land and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it is. really. You're exactly right. And the Chicago land is COVID was good for real estate, especially from the metro areas, because they wanted away from the population of people. Mm-hmm. So they we started getting a lot of buyers coming down here buying anything they could buy. Yeah. Um, the down south hunters, you said it. It's because we have big bucks. Yeah. We're really, like, if you think about it, maybe Ohio, but, like, Illinois is the closest thing to Iowa. Yeah. To, like, Iowa's another six, seven hours or whatever, depending mm-hmm. on where you want to go, five mm-hmm. hours to the closest, so. And same way with Kansas. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> it's even uh, farther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, story, uh, we was in Alabama, and uh, we didn't take any deer heads with us because it was just, they're too fragile. Yeah. To travel that far. And, um. We kept having people come up to us. We put a sign on our on our booth says, we sell land in Illinois. And I don't know how many times I heard, you guys got big bucks up there. Mm-hmm. You think yeah. this is just a, in their mind or maybe in reality, this is the closest big buck stop yeah. for those folks rather than going the other six hours to Iowa or yeah, another five hours to I, Kansas. Or I think we're also easy for them to get the permits, too. Yeah. We're not a draw state either. Correct. Yeah. You know, I mean, they can. That's a big thing. Um, like, uh, they come in, they want to lay the money down, they can have a bow permit, you know, yeah. this afternoon. Yep. I um, thought of that. It's good. That's an excellent point. Where I think you got to draw for three years in Iowa or put I'm in not points. sure what it is. I think maybe some guys get drawn, like, in two years. Yeah. I'm, I'm not exactly 100% sure on that. But And then and then our gun tag, most of the out-of-staters, I think they get gun tags pretty mm-hmm. easy, they too. They can get gun tags pretty easy, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't think it You put them for the, the draw, I think it's pretty much guaranteed, right? Yeah, and they got to pay for them. You know, they got to right, pay for yeah. them. But if they get in in the first first lottery, yep. they're probably going to get it, you yep. know, um, to where, uh, oh, like, uh, and I think I've heard people talking before, they put in for Iowa, they want to go to Iowa, but then they don't get it. So they're like, ah, Illinois is a consolation prize. Yep. I know I can go there. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's how we get a lot of them. I, I, you're okay. right. That makes sense. You're right. And But uh, we got the deer, too. Yeah, yeah, we have the deer. And the reason, too, there's a lot of them that will just get across the river because yeah. you go down there, ground's about $1,000 an acre cheaper. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them like to buy 20, 10 acres set up against Shawnee. Yeah. Because then that's public. So then they just, they own five or 10, but they can hunt 4,000. Yeah. Give them a place to, if they want to stay too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they buy cabins and stuff. Yep. Um, while we was down there, like I said, we had a lot of people coming up and said, you got big deer. Well, they had a big buck contest down there. You mm-hmm. know, the, the mounts. Yeah. Like every show does. The biggest buck shot with a muzzle loader was a 172. No kidding. Yeah. And they wouldn't have hung that up at Iowa, would they, Nate? <laughs> no, he'd been on like the third row. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'd hung it up at Illinois. <laughs> right, Not lately, right. right? You know, no, nothing against the one seventy two, yeah. but the, yeah. you're you're exactly right. I'll yeah. kill one seventy two every day. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. too, but I understand what you're saying. It's I, just I different. Yeah, it's just it. different. It's, it's, yeah. And uh, another guy comes walking up here and he goes, "Man, you guys are from Illinois?" He said, "I hear you can cross the river and kill a one forty every day." I said, <laughs> "I said, yeah, you can kill a one forty every day." I said. We don't shoot them. He goes, why not? And I said, because those 140s get to be 180s and mm-hmm. 200s. If we keep killing the 140s, we don't get the bigger deer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys have been talking a lot about doe management, and those guys don't come up here and kill does. No, they don't. 
you know. No, they're not driving. I mean, we've discussed this before. They're not driving six hours and paying five hundred dollars to kill a one forty. Most of them. No, they're they're spending their time and money here to kill the one eighties plus, yeah. and they uh, might do it once, but then right, but then they're going up. Exactly. Yeah. I wish Illinois would go to. You have to kill a doe before you can kill a buck. Something. Something. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know that it'll ever happen. No. Because you know the politics is wrong, but we won't get into all that. <laughs> right. But. Um, We've yeah, never got political on here. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of them that come up, uh, like I said, just because we have big deer. And they'll tell you that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've got, I've got a okay. – Go ahead. I've got a uh, client from Louisiana that has that bog with five acres and a cabin over um, – five acres he put a cabin on over at uh, South Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got 40 acres down in the bottoms, and then he's got another 100 or 200 leased. But, you know, and there's – four of them his wife hunts his son hunts his daughter hunts so they come up here and they'll kill eight deer which is yeah. great i mean they're good people yeah uh, they're from right around him in louisiana right there by lake Pontchartrain. but um you know but they take you know they'll kill those too yeah that's what i like about those yep but For some sure. of them some of them and you probably see it in here how many deer how many does are killed from people from down south you know the guys that that own property um that management has come full circle. Yeah. Uh, years ago, you know, there, there would be people make fun of you for killing a doe. And then you got into, you know, we got to save the doe, save the does. We're only going to kill bucks. And then we started killing big bucks. And now we want to kill giant bucks. And then people are starting to realize we have grown up mentally on the management side of it to where, you know, it's okay to kill a doe. That's part of your, it, yeah, you part have your to. management of your property. So the guys that own property here, not necessarily lease, now, some of them, it's the farmer that's leasing them the ground and saying, you're going to kill you're X kill amount them. of deer. Yeah, and they, those guys do. But but mostly what I see is the guys that own property, they understand management. Mm-hmm. They understand what, what they're here for and to get what they're here for. Yeah, you have to manage the herd, not just the bucks, the herd. And so in the last, what, five, between five and ten years, probably we see – Guys understanding herd management, not just buck management. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's coming around. It yep. really is. Now, I see, and this is just because what you see on the road, like the northern people, now they'll come down here and they'll kill the does. Mm-hmm. But they're paying the same amount of price for it yes. because they're still in Illinois. You can be in yep. Chicago and pay $25 a tag just like you can down mm-hmm. here in Kansas. And that's why I think the people, well, that and the draw is why the guys from Chicago don't just go hop the border and go to Iowa. Because they know we have big deer down here too, and it doesn't cost them as much, and they don't have to draw for it. No, they just buy a. They're they just still buy a tag on the way down yeah. here. You know, at their next at <laughs> yeah, the next Walmart, gas stop, yeah. they'll just buy a tag on the way down here, and then they're good to go. And that's legal. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But they're some of those are more out of state than the guys that come up. Yeah. Actually, oh yeah, you know, as far as not only their practices but their mentality and and their. Um, other stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have been able to take some some of the deer heads that, you know, like right. Corey Sandshaver, he's got some ground down in uh, Hamilton County. Man, he's killed some big deer down there. And, I, you know, those guys would have been, their tongues hanging out, and oh, yeah. running down their mouths at those deer, yep. you know, down at Alabama. Yep. Uh, we probably won't do that show again. Uh, that's just a long way to go. It is, yeah. For And we didn't get a lot out of that show. But went to try it. You know, I'm yeah, glad I right. did because I wouldn't have got. You don't know until you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and still you may not. I mean, you can be, you can make contacts that are going to talk to people that are going to talk exactly. to people that are going to mm-hmm. make deal, 
may do business with you two years from now, and you'll never know, never know where it. that original contact started. Yeah. So that's just part of it. And we don't do the Iowa show because nobody from Illinois is going to go to Iowa and buy ground. Right, you know? right. So yeah. and, and nobody from Iowa that has ground is going to come to Illinois exactly. and buy ground. Exactly, exactly. You know, like they might lease some. I know Clifford has a – he has mm-hmm. an Illinois lease there across the river. But, uh, but we try to do the shows here in Illinois. Or, so uh, yeah. like I said, you got to be at them. Yeah, for sure. Especially like where you're at, there's so much competition out there that's going to be there. Yeah, you never know when you might miss out on somebody you could have had. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, for you guys, one one client that you pick up makes it worth the oh, trip. Yeah. I mean, monetarily. Yeah, I did a home show in Centralia last weekend, and I went and looked at a nice 16 acre horse farm this week, mm-hmm. 10,000 square foot arena. And that's a huge barn. It that's is. huge anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, she's thinking about downsizing. You know, she come right to me. Um, then I got a couple. I got a, a good lead down at Crab Orchard Lake. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, on the west side, it butts 40 acres. It butts right up to the Crab Orchard Lake. Yeah. You, know, you can make a duck blind out of it or a, a duck hunting yeah. hole. Yeah. Uh, and. Nope. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. mm. so that woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can probably get you down there. He knows I drive a long way to duck hunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, this is a good story too. I actually have a client, um, Al- Alhambra, and uh, he called me and he said, "Hey, so there's this farm up in Calhoun County. I want to go look at." He said, "It's not for sale, but it's for sale." Mm-hmm. So I called the owner, got a hold of him. And he said, "Yeah, it's not, it was like 48 acres, and he had a seven acre duck pit on it, and he had bought it several years ago, and went in and put the." It's, it butts up against the uh, a national 4,500-acre wildlife reserve right up against the Illinois River. And so it's in that flyway. Mm-hmm. And we walked down and started walking down there, and it was, I don't know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. There were so many ducks flying off that thing. It was crazy. You better be careful, Ken. Your microphone is coming off yeah. his ears. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right up. And it, had a, <laughs> it had seven acres flooded. Yeah. And it had a pit in the middle. Then it had a floating pit on the edge. Mm-hmm. But I was more concerned about all the deer tracks walking across there yeah. because there were so many deer tracks, and they were huge tracks. And Calhoun County is kind of like Pike County. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of big deer up there. Mm-hmm. But this set between the Illinois River and the Mississippi River. So can you imagine? Calhoun yeah. is south just, of, just south of Pike. Is that right? Yep. Am yeah. I, am I thinking right? Yeah. Yep. Same yeah. area of the world. Yeah, we kinda have to take a ferry to get across that. Yeah, river. some of it kind of sticks out there, right? Yeah. In the river. Am mm-hmm. I thinking right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But – uh yeah, it's for sale if you know somebody. But you better have a... Don't look at me. You better have six figures plus. You better have Nate's pocketbook. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, oh. it, it was about six fifty. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so a small house on it and stuff, so... How often do you, like, stay in contact with the guys you've sold property to and... Um, and knowing how... So, like, if, say, you sell this property to them because they're wanting to go hunt it, or they're, they come to you and they want a good piece of hunting property... And you show them some ground, and they eventually buy one uh, that you showed them. Is it ever like rewarding for you later oh, on to know that they are like they're doing what they wanted to yeah. do now and killing deer on it and stuff? Definitely, because I always tell them, said, "Hey, send me pictures." Yeah, for sure. Because then I'll use that as a marketing ploy yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, you know, hey, nice to see Nate Bird just bought this property off of me, and he killed this 180 yeah. inch deer. You know. Yeah. Or turkeys, or mm-hmm. you know, if they're fishing, you know, they catch a bunch of fish, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I keep in contact with them like that. Um, now, do I keep in contact with every one of them? No. Well, right. Yeah. You know, because I last year I sold 
like 40 different properties. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of tough at times to, and some of those are houses cause we sell houses too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we do it all, but, um, I'd like to keep in contact with more, but it's, it's hard to do. Oh sure. yeah. So did, uh, did Midwest Farm and Land start? First of all, when did it start? Midwest Farm and Land started in 2019. Okay. Spring of 2019. Brandon used to work for another competitor. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's a nationwide company. Mm-hmm. And you got to have big pockets to work for them. Yeah. But Brandon's a go-getter. I mean, the guy sells over $20 million worth of property a year himself. Yeah. And so basically what he did, um, he cut out the middleman. He knew how much money he was making them. Yeah. He said, well, I can do this. So he goes out and starts his own. And um, so basically last the last two years, we're the top selling agency in the Egyptian board um, MLS yeah. district, which is really from Effingham. Yeah. North of Florida all the way to Cairo. Mm-hmm. Not all agencies are members of the MLS or the actually called realtors because yeah. you got to have that national national realtor um, association to be involved in that. But everybody can sell real estate that's got the license. Yeah. But, but yeah, he started in ni- 2019 with uh, three agents. Um, we've been as high as 25 agents. I think we're right down to, to about 20 now. Yeah. Um, and last year we sold um, – last year was – Last three years, see, last year was almost eighty million. Year before last was eighty-five million. The year before that was a, over a hundred million. Mm-hmm. Um, the hundred million year was because everything was selling. Yeah, you know. And now the market, was that was that COVID. COVID, yeah. You're talking so twenty-two, yeah. COVID year, yeah, yeah. That's when we were we were looking for property to buy. Unfortunately for yeah. us, like in St. Louis, even residential property. It was like it was listed that day, and if you liked it, you better make an offer on yes. it. Yes, and it better be over list price. Uh, yeah, considerably. And, yes, and that yeah, that was even that that was even last year. Yeah, um, the market's tightened up over the last three years as far as ground and even um, homes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and even about this time last year, interest rates started moving, so that tightened the market up as far as what that was doing. Because yeah, it wasn't nothing for a home to go on the market. And you would have two or three offers on it, even in this area. Yeah. And your offers was ten, fifteen, twenty thousand over market yeah. or over asking price. Yeah. Um, I know in the metro areas, I mean, they was under contract in three hours. You might have five offers. Yeah. In three hours. Yep. All of them over asking. That's softened a lot as far as over asking. Um, but if right now still, if you get a good quality property priced right that can still happen yeah um but it's like i said it's softened a little bit and the amount of sales mm-hmm. shows that and that's that's the way across the board it was yeah. it's not us right. because um we were still the number one agency in southern Illinois, so we have been for the last three years or yeah. yeah three years so take an average guy who's got you know just regular nine to five job or whatever it may be these days He's working a regular work week. He wants to get into land ownership, and like his ultimate goal, eventually he wants, we'll just call it 200 acres of ground. Okay, but he obviously he's not going to be able to just go out and buy that right off the bat. What would be your advice, or how would you go about if you were in those shoes? 
becoming a landowner and then maybe eventually building towards that goal? Would there be an avenue you could see to doing that? Yeah, there's people that can do that. Uh, here's the thing, though. You've either got to have the money or be able to get the money to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's your first 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 place to start. I mean, you've got to have that pre-approval letter, you know, or be pre-approved for that amount of money. Um, it's hard to find 200 acres together in oh, this right. area. Yeah. You go down south, and, yeah, it can happen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy down south to get 200 acres all together. But, it, it, yeah, there's people doing it. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I mean, you get your financing taken care of, then you start looking for that ground. Yeah. And that's when you contact me and say, hey, I'm looking for this. I'll talk to you about the financing part of it. You know, if you got this, have you got this taken care of? That's your first step, mm-hmm. um, and that's the same with homes. You know, here's your first step. Let's see what you can afford. Get to the bank, see what you can afford, see what your payment's going to be, all that stuff. Then you get that letter. That letter's gold when it comes to making offers. Yeah, um, and then you know, then we'll start looking. Watch your budget. Where you want to be at? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you wanting? You want fifty fifty? You want fifty tillable? Fifty recreation? You want CRP? Do you want to? You know. Because there's a lot of different combinations. Um, I've got a lot of people that want some tillable on it. Mm-hmm. You know, they want 100 acres, but they want it 70-30. Yeah. 70% rack ground, 30% tillable, so they're still getting some income. Some sort of income, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, if it's got CRP income in it, a lot of th- or if it's got timber value. A lot of people don't realize the timber value in some stuff they have. Mm-hmm. We work with a couple of foresters down here in um, Hamilton County. And... Um, you know, they'll actually, they work with us real well because they'll actually go, I might call Mike and say, I got a piece of ground I want you to go look at. I don't know what to list of that. It's got a lot of white oaks on it. Mm-hmm. So Mike will go down there and he'll look at it. And he said, yes, yeah. we need to have Terry come and look at it. So then Terry will go mark all the trees that's going to need cut. Mm-hmm. And then he'll bid that, he'll put that out to bids on f- to four different uh, timber buyers. And then come back and we know how much timber's on it. Right. Because if you just get one timber buyer to come up and buy your timber, you're going to get taken. Yeah. There's no competition. There's no competition. Yep. Um, so if anybody's thinking about selling a piece of property that's got timber on it, you know, get a hold of me. Then we'll talk to Terry or Mike and we'll figure out what your property's worth. Right. Because it's not, uh, there's times we've sold 40 or 80 acres and we already know there's $50,000 worth of timber on the ground. Yeah. That makes it nice. I mean, because mm-hmm. you it got a third, of your, you got a third of the property, maybe paid for. Yeah. Yep. You know, so does yep. it make the ground worth more per acre? No, but it there's value there. It's more attractive to the buyer for yeah. sure. I do think, like you kind of mentioned there, a lot of guys will miss that. Though, maybe that's a way in if you can find a piece of ground with that is does have that third paid for. That's going to help you whether it's your down payment money making that back or mm-hmm. if you want to do some improvements to it, that's money to do improvements. Yep. Like if you want to build a hunting cabin on it, if you got some timber value, you can put that timber value towards the cabin, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And we also got two guys that do the management. You know, mm-hmm. they've got the, I mean, uh, one of the guys, Caleb up at um, Iuka, he's got the mulcher on front of his skidster. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got one down south, Curtis does the same thing. So, yep. you know, we have people that can come in and clean that ground up for you. And as a bonus, yeah, that, yeah, you know, with your paths and mm-hmm. plots and all kinds of different things. So, as far as um, buying and selling, if you were buying in the left hand and selling in the right, which what do you have more of right now? Your right hand more full, 
uh, or we got more buyers than we do sellers. And that's right pretty now. much that's pretty much across for any type of that's property. Anybody. Any. That's that's every real estate company in around. That's even with the market being so, even, a little yeah. softer, you still got people still out there got more buyers, buyers than sellers. Um yeah. Um just right now there's so many buyers as far as there is for ground, for for recreational, for in, tillable, in, even homes. In state, out of state. Both. Uh, both. Just yeah. just a multitude. Just a multitude. I have three buyers right now as far as tillable ground. Um, they all went up to a thousand thousand acres. You know, and three of them's cash. Yeah. When you take a thousand acres of tillable ground right now, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I'm kidding. There's a lot of cash out there. Yeah. Don't let that fool. Don't let people fool you because there's a lot of cash out there. Even with the interest rates where they're at, you know, the Fed's raised a quarter percent yesterday. Mm-hmm. Was it five percent now? That benchmark. Yeah, I think it was put it up to like four seven five or almost five on the benchmark. Yeah. Well, the local stuff's been coming down the last couple of weeks. You know, you can get on a house, you can get an FHA loan right now for I think six and a quarter. A lot of people don't realize this. You will, but like in 2018, you know what the, you know what interest rates was. Yeah. 6%. 6%. What was interest rates in 80, Scott? Yeah. Double digits, easy. 18%. Yeah. yeah. But what happened is when it got so low, that's all a lot of the younger people, that's all they know yeah. that was looking for homes. They never seen 6%. They've never seen double digits, let alone over 15. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot more buyers out there right now. Okay. sellers even with even with a softer a little bit with, softer market yeah with the softer market as far as there's just not that many homes mm-hmm. not many sellers right now well on the recreational property same way you have more 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 guys looking for recreational property yeah. than you have so if if i was uh joe homeowner or or and my dad farmed and i had 300 acres or he had 300 acres and most of it was tillable but i had potches here and there and i went to you um would you say hey let's split this up and let's let's get four buyers in here for each property or would we just sell the whole 300 and let someone else do that or it just depends on how it's laid out i mean if you got 300 300 acres all together um that's going to take a buyer with some money either way either if it's Mm -hmm. recreational ground or if it's um tillable ground um, if you've got a 40 here, that's already a 40 and a 40 over here, it's already a 40. Then we, you know, we'd split them up mm-hmm. um, because then you get a 40 is easier to buy than a than 300. Sure. For a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Uh, you start getting into them bigger acres. You just, you limit your buyers, even with the recreational again. Yeah, and they're not, a lot of those guys aren't looking for, for that kind of ground. Like they're happy with 40 acres because I know like, Several out-of-state clients that we have will hit me up and say, hey, if you see anything like 40 to 80 acres, 60 to 100 acres in this price range or whatever, even just let me know, right? Like they're looking for that kind of – they're not necessarily looking for 300 acres because whether it be they don't have the money for it or they just don't – they don't have the need or the want for that much property. Yeah, well, you start if you've got 300 acres of recreational ground altogether, you can't hunt it. Right. You know. One person can't hunt 300 acres. Right. Two people can't hunt. I mean, I'd acres. like to try. I'd like to try. <laughs> I'd like to own it. Yeah. Because you could have and some Nate fun. Nate woke with up it. again. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you could have some fun with it. Oh, you yeah. Know? But the average person coming in and buying wants 40, one, because they can get landowner's permits. Mm-hmm. Like you can get it with 39 and a half acres now. Yep. And it's crazy 
you can actually lease now. And as long as you're leasing 39 and a half acres, it, it doesn't matter if it's 10 acres here and 29 and a half or 20 acres yeah. there and nine and a half acres. You can still get land on the print. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. Gosh, off that, off is, lease. that is somebody in the Illinois government's dropping the ball there. That's money they could have. <laughs> yeah, that, no you kidding. Because yeah. if you're leasing it, you're going to pay for the price to hunt it. Well, yeah. 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 You're not, well, like he's saying, like if you if I'm paying $50 an acre to lease this property mm-hmm. or 100 I'm going to pay the $400 for the tag. Yep. You know, you don't need to give me a landowner But permits. I think if you're out of state, even your, even your landowners are like... Half, only half price yeah, of the out of state, or so instead of four fifty, it's two twenty five or yeah. something like that. If you're out of state, even for landowners, because it's not like there's a free landowner. Yeah, uh, like okay. you're soaking up there, Nader. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, <laughs> I think, man, that is somebody, somebody sleeping on the there, job in Illinois. There's a Politics. discount for half. There's a discount <laughs> yeah. for out of state, but it's not. It's not a free landowner, uh, even okay. if you own. 40 acres yeah. and you're out of state, it's not free. Yeah. We're still going to get your money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're going to get their money. Don't be disappointed in your state there. <laughs> a lot of people didn't realize you could lease ground and get landowners. I did not realize that. Yeah. We we double-checked that last year. and um, There's some states you can't. Yeah, you can in Illinois. But yeah. Um, because Caleb actually has three or four game wardens that he knows. And he checked. He oh, trust me, they they listen and they check they double check us sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now I might be giving. I mean, that could change. That could have changed yesterday. Oh right, yeah. yeah you know, sure. and I might be giving out false information, but that that's was true. Yep, yep. And that's that's getting crazy now too, guys. That which we appreciate are looking for le- <laughs> yeah are looking for lease ground. Yeah. And the the amount that guys can charge for lease ground now is insane. Oh, I know. I uh, just for hunting. Yeah, just for hunting. There's, I guess there's idiots everywhere, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. But and sometimes pay. they meet. Yeah, sometimes they meet. <laughs> yeah. God but, uh, forbid they have children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it um, happens. I mean, we have a couple of our guys has the Southern Illinois Lands and Leases site on website on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their page. Yeah. And uh, you get on there and see there's always somebody, four or five posts a day wanting. Yeah. Ground to lease. I have guys hit me up for that all the time, too, looking for, hey, if you see some lease ground, or I could use some more ground to lease, especially guys I work for. You know, if, if you see anything for lease in this area, let me know. And, well, for example, I knew a guy who had, he sold it now, but he had like 160 acres that he had kicked around the idea of leasing. And he wanted me to find out, you know, like what it'd be worth and the interest in it and all that. So I just kind of put it out there. Hey, this guy is potentially interested in doing this lease. Would anybody be interested in a full outright lease for the year, doing it by month? And I bet 15 people messaged me in the first 24 hours. Yeah. And they were willing to pay whatever he wanted, pretty much. At that show in Centralia last weekend, there was a um, lady from Olney that came, over, came up to the booth and said she wanted to know if we lease ground. And I said, no. I said, I don't. I said, a couple of the other guys do. Um, I said, are you wanting us to handle the lease. She goes, yeah, I'm wanting somebody to handle the lease. Um, she had 120 acres. About 80 of it was wrecked um, down. The rest mm-hmm. of it was tillable. Perfect. Yeah. For leasing. So I had to, I didn't even know what leases was. So I talked to Brandon and he said, yeah, I said probably about 30 bucks an acre. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to get back with her to let her know that. And if we could get it done, 
Yeah. I mean, I'd have at least in a day, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think I half seen, a day. I think <laughs> I seen somebody went in Richland County just yesterday or today on yep. on that site. You know, um, Facebook's great for a lot of things, especially in the hunting world. It is. And I think that has so much of what, like, kind of what we do in the management stuff and the, and the deer getting bigger and more guys being out there hunting has drove up the price of the recreational it land. Is. And the leases as well. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, again, like I said, you know, 30 years ago, you didn't have everybody coming to Wayne County and Clay County. and They weren't buying ground if it wasn't tillable for that kind of money. No. I mean. No, I mean, in 1982, I could have bought a farm by your mom and dad's for $350 an acre. Yeah. It was 200 and some acres. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy it. I'd be sitting on. 10 grand an acre because it's yeah half mile rows three quarter mile rows yep and it's all tillable yep but that kind of money back then was well that's oh, too that's much outrageous yeah i had a chance to buy 40 for 300 an acre back in the 90s but it was timber mm-hmm. it wasn't worth any, it wasn't worth it wasn't worth 300 dollars an acre no <laughs> now you're probably 3500 or you know 20 30 40 years from now we'll be having the same conversation yeah. we will you know um People ask me, says, what's this land market going to do? Who knows? That's it right now. Who knows? Tillable prices are all over the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might sell a 40 here for $6,000 an acre, and the 40 down here, half mile, brings $10,000 an acre because this neighbor and this neighbor wanted it. Yeah. You know, and there's no rhyme or reason right now. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought in Wayne County we're pushing $10,000 an acre for ground? Yep. I mean, the Seidel farm down here was ridiculously yeah. high, you know. Yep. And uh, so, you know, we're we're reaching what black dirt was yeah. 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, right. You know, Good now dirt. black dirt's 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. You know, that don't make sense. But no. where's it going to go? I don't know. I mean, people ask me that all the time. What's this land market going to do? I don't know. They don't make any more of it. Yeah, yeah. it's going to go up and down, up. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, like over the long run, it's like the stock market; it goes up yeah. and down, yeah. but it, but up. I don't, yeah. I don't think you'll ever see two thousand dollars an acre rec ground again. I don't think you'll see five and six thousand dollars farm ground again. Not around here. No. Um, now, if it's flood ground, yeah, you can get the rec ground for that. Right. But um, some people like the flood ground to hunt on because of the big bucks down there. But mm-hmm. man, if you buy forty acres on the Little Wabash River. And it floods during deer season. Yeah, and you got what'd seven you days to hunt. You got yeah. seven days to hunt. Right. Yeah. What well, What'd you just do? I exactly. Mean, and, and if you're wanting to buy, state, yeah. If exactly. you're wanting to buy ground to put food plots on and all that, you put all that money into a food plot in August, and then it comes a big flood in September. Yeah. It's out of luck. But uh, some guys like it. I mean, yeah. I I couldn't. I don't know that I could buy anything like that. I don't think I could put the money into into that chance. No. Uh-uh. You know. But, like you said, there's some guys that are into that. And there's, you know, like certain properties, if they're in the right area, if it's duck hunting, that's a different story, too. That's a different story. Yep. Now, if you got a 40 like that and 10 of it's up on the hill, Mm -hmm. might be a good thing to have. Yeah. You You know where the deer are going to be. You know where the deer are going (laughs) to be. Yeah. 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 If they're going to be there, that's where they're going to be. You might have to boat your way in and out. Well. I know guys that do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yep. I've heard of someone in this room doing that before, I believe. Ooh, I mean it. It was an incredible amount of work. You didn't shoot him out of the boat, did you? No, that a boy. We <laughs> never shot anything. 
Because, uh, like, we had a rule. It was going to have to be really big before we even thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my cousin, he flies. He's got a helicopter. And I'd already made up my mind. I say, Woody, how much money do you want? Tie <laughs> a cinder block on a really long rope and lower it down to me. We're going to tie him on there, and you just drop him at my house. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. how much money? Yep. I remember somebody years ago, just east of George Smith, that stripped down his underwear and crossed the levee. You remember that? <laughs> no. I'd have to say one name, and you'd say, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hard nose. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he was chasing a big deer. Uh, and it was about 20 degrees outside. Uh, that ain't worth it for me. No. No. Uh. No. But uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah. And I talk yeah. to a lot of people, see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, again, um, very rewarding. The real estate market is, or real estate job is. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I get to hunt. Yeah. That's so, worth a lot, too. Yeah. So, with your RG Outdoors, you know, we again, we talked about it every week, You're, and you mentioned it a little bit with the Radix blinds, uh, the blind chairs and all that, and then the camo dust, which I'm really interested to try. I appreciate you bringing some of that yeah. in. Um, yeah, thank you, man. What's this sitting right here in front of you you got now? This Explain is, that to us for those who can't see it. It is a called Berna Self-Defense Launchers. Okay. And what they are is a, this one looks like a nine. Mm-hmm. Nine millimeter gun, balanced good. They're basically, um, if you can compare them to an airsoft gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you put a CO tube in it. Yep. You have two clips where you can actually put the projectiles in it. Which mm-hmm. this cert, this particular one has pepper balls. It has um, these are called ecokinetic. These actually will bust on you. And it'll take a. It has a white soluble powder, mm-hmm. but what it does, if somebody's running, you know, you know, assaults your wife at the gas station, mm-hmm. she pulls this out, shoots him. It's got this certain ball in it, hits him. Well, then the, they pick him up later. They can take a black light, yeah, and because it leaves a tracer on it. These cool. are just a hard plastic bullet. These are gonna hurt. Yeah. Um, That's what we want, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a plastic marble. Now, these pepper balls, I mean, they're going to put somebody out yeah. for 15 minutes or so because you hit them close enough, they're going to get that in their eyes and nose. They're going to be snotting and coughing. It's and like a pepper spray projectile. It is. Okay. Long-range pepper spray. Yeah, yeah. these shoot. Long-range pepper <laughs> These things are crazy because they will shoot 300 feet per second, and they go up to 60, about 60 feet. Yep. So for those. Accurately. Accurately. Yeah. yeah. For those listening, it looks like, like you said, an airsoft gun. This one particular one is red. Um, if you've ever seen, like, the blue training guns, mm-hmm. kind of similar to that, but obviously functional. And it's essentially a non-lethal self-defense weapon. It's a non-lethal self-defense weapon. You do An not, alternative to carrying a firearm. Yeah, you don't have to have concealed carry. These don't have to be registered. You don't have to have a void for these. So, uh, Nate and I was talking about them on the way up here. Um your wife, mm-hmm. your wife, whoever's wife that doesn't have a concealed carry card, mm-hmm. doesn't want to have a gun. Right. These are the perfect things for them because they can keep them in their purse. Yep. Um, most women's purses are big enough for these. I've got everyone I know. <laughs> yeah. Or you can put them in their glove box in your car. Right. Yep. You know, at least they have a mechanism to get to. You know, put and um, so that yep. is very good because again. They don't have. It they gives them something to somewhat some level the playing field. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, it's also got that Picatinny on there. You could put a light, you could put a, a mm-hmm. laser, a combo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever. And the thing about them is they're just like a semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, double action. Yeah. Yep. So basically, and for women, you don't have to cock it. You right. know, a lot of women can't cock. Yeah. The have slide trouble racking the guns. slide on a yeah. firearm. Yeah. So they're great for that. So um, I've sold three or four of them so far. I just mm-hmm. got got them two or three weeks ago. Uh, got some black ones. Um, I'm probably going to stay with the orange and black ones. Yeah. Uh, I just think for somebody that's looking for some self defense, because you know. Anymore, the world's crazy. Man. The world's crazy. I mean, we're sitting in Wayne City, Illinois, but well, you could go down the gas station and get mugged. Mm-hmm. Somebody threw a brick through the window across the street last year. You know, wow. yeah. robbed the place for a hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. So it's not like it was when we was running around Wayne City, was it, Scott? No, <laughs> no, it's different. You know, where we was doing things we probably shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> Only you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. But um, so what's like. That setup right there, what's that run you? Um, with tax, these are about four oh seven. Okay. So they're not they don't make to the bank. And that's with uh, that's with projectiles. That's with the two CO tubes, um, three sets of pro- different j- projectiles. Two magazines. Two magazines. Okay, cool. In a very nice case. In a very nice case. Yeah. Yep. Um. Again, like I said, the big thing is you don't have to have the concealed carry. You don't have to have so, the void. They don't have to be registered. And you don't have to deal with killing somebody. No, you're not be- going to kill somebody. <clears throat> because that's a thing, like, with the even with concealed carry, even if you're in the right, even if someone breaks into your house at night and you shoot them in the head three times in the chest or whatever and kill them, you that know. is still going to be a major pain when it comes to legal fees, court costs, Cleaning up the, the headache. Floor. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, and we're in, we're in a time right now where – What's right today might not be right tomorrow. Exactly. You might go to jail for it. Yeah. I mean. So if you're even someone who's deterred from carrying a firearm from that aspect, that would be a good alternative. Even if you're a guy who doesn't mind shooting firearms and you're just not looking for that. And if you have smaller kids, you don't want to have a firearm laying around. Right. I mean, yeah, you don't want them to get a hold of this. But if they did, it's not going to be. A lot less chance of them. A lot less chance of somebody dying. Yeah. Um, so for those of the folks that are listening that are interested in this, where, do you have a website or something we could we could actually say, hey, let's go on there and take a look at what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, uh, just go to burna.com. Mm-hmm. B- B-Y-R-N-A. Yep. Okay. And um, they have all the stuff on there. Uh, right there's Burna. Mm-hmm. And then if they're interested, they can, I mean, you can order them off Burna, but I'd rather you call me. I'll put yeah. that, <laughs> I'll put that uh, in our show notes as well. I'll put that website. And then I will adjust the like our ad read for you, okay. and I'll put that in there as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, you guys could be able to check that out. Like I'll put, I'll put Berna in there. The camo dust is always. Um, I'll even for this one, I'll put a Radix blinds link in it, and then I'll put your Midwest yeah. Farm and Land link as well. All they'll all be in the show notes. And if they go to your Facebook page, RG Outdoors, you got all that on there. I haven't got these on there yet. Okay. I just haven't launched them yet. I yes. kind of okay. Think when when he texted me there and said, "Hey, you want to come do the podcast?" I thought this would be a good time to launch them. Yeah, yeah. sure. I took it to. Uh, the show over there, and I actually sold one at the show. Cool. Um, had a friend buy one, um, mm-hmm. and he hunts all the time. Yeah. But he said he, don't, he doesn't have a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't want a gun in my truck. I don't want to be responsible for that gun getting stolen. Yep. So he bought one. Uh, he's probably going to buy one for his wife's vehicle. Yeah. They do a lot of traveling back and forth sure. to Kentucky. So, you know, uh, 
I think it's a it, it's a great alternative. It is and a great it alternative. It appears like it's a great alternative. If you're interested in that, check that out. Yeah, it, they're yeah, pretty cool. I should have them on my Facebook page tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Like I said, i just kind of been waiting. Um, I think... So it should be it. When this comes out, you should it should be yeah, it. Be okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. this will come out a week from Monday. Okay, so yeah. So it'll they sh- they'll be on tomorrow. So Okay, there you go. That's the 20, what, it's 24th, I guess. Yep, tomorrow will be the 24th of March. Yeah. yeah. Now, the camo dust... Um, that stuff, to me, is amazing. Yeah. Um, I've hunted more last fall than I ever hunted in my life. It's an all-natural scent blocker. Um, it's good for elk, coyotes, deer, and Hawks. bears. Fox and bear. And bear. Is it good for Jeff? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> but... um. Because he gets blowed every time he eats in the woods with around a, uh, an old doe. I just ask him. Well, I sat Asking down, for a friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sat down at uh, Alabama. Like I said, I sat down in Alabama and watched these guys for two and a half days sell the crap out of that. And it's, it's a, I showed it to you, I think. Yes, it's you did. It's a powdered bag. Yes, I've seen you had an open can. Yeah, actually, I should have yeah, grabbed that absolutely. out of the truck. But it's, it's in a bag. So what you do is when you get out of your truck, you shake that thing above your head, then you walk into it, you turn around, mm-hmm. beat the crap out of your boots. Yeah. Um, what it does is it stays with you the sprays mm-hmm. once you spray them and they dry they're done right you don't have any sin elimination after that that's why people get busted they don't realize that you take that to the tree with you if you let's say it's a 70 degree day you just go in and shirt sleeves you know short sleeves mm-hmm. you sweat a little bit you get to the bottom of the tree you do it again yeah um i last fall I never got busted one time, and I hunted a bunch. Yeah. And I attribute it to that. I also bought a set of hex gear. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a set of hex gear, I think you got to have some, if you're familiar with hex gear. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Kaylee's uncle swears by it. Oh, I had deer look right at me, and they can't tell what you are. Yeah. Because your body puts off an electromagnetic field, mm-hmm. and that hides that electromagnetic field. Um, That'd be good for duck hunting too, because they actually see that way as well. Waterfowl yeah. do; they see in the electromagnetic fields. Um, get on YouTube and watch the hex videos, or get on Pursuit Channel and watch their shows. I mean, they're actually killing turkeys sitting right out mm-hmm. twenty feet off the wood line, out wide and open. Turkeys are walking right up to them. Yeah, but um, with the camo dust, um, like I said, I, I I beat myself to death with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, you go in, we're like everybody else, or I'm like everybody else. We have stands set up for different winds. Mm-hmm. But what happens? Inevitably. Inevitably, you're going to get in there and the wind's going to change. Yeah. Or something's going to come in where it shouldn't have. Yeah. And I've had deer come in upwind, downwind, mm-hmm. walk across my track and don't even stop. Um, is it that? I'm pretty sure it is. Right. So I think it's... It's not hurting anything. It's anyway. not hurting anything. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not hurting. Yeah, it's yeah. not hurting. Um, well, we've got the ultimate test because when we say Jeff gets busted about every time, it's like 90% of the time <laughs> that guy's in a tree. If there's a deer around... If there's a doe. Yeah. Not necessarily a deer. If there's an old doe around, she's going to pick him out. So we got the ultimate test every. for it. Does he need a case of this stuff? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I guarantee, I guarantee you... That he will let you know if this works. He will have the opportunity. <laughs> Not on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, 
word hunters will spend fifteen dollars for any gimmick around. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, many times, many times, <laughs> yes, every time. You know, so um, I think it sells for twenty bucks, not fifteen. I think I had a show for fifteen, but yeah. Um, like I said, I bought two or three cases of the stuff, and I've just been giving it away with blinds and different things, yeah. trying to get trying to get it out there so mm-hmm. people can understand what it is. A lot of people know what it is. Yeah. So if I was going to spend 20 bucks on this or when I spend $20 on this, uh, how how many hunts do you think a guy could get out of this? Depends on, on how you use I, it. On average. On I'm average, just an average Joe hunter 12 to 15 here. hunts. Okay. So for a buck a hunt. Yeah, buck a hunt. Take, and Hell, I'll buy one for Jeff for that. <laughs> He's got a free one right there. So. Yeah, yeah. I'd um, spend a buck to kill a buck. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Yep. But um, what else was I going to say about that? <laughs> it doesn't have any scent. That's mm-hmm. what I like about it. It's odorless. It's odorless. Yeah. And it's a it's a powdered dirt mm-hmm. ground up so fine. Yeah, it kind of uh, reminds you of like a baby powder in a sock. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, it. If you can picture that, yeah. it, it not that's the like best a rosin way I can bag. Use. Yeah, a yeah, rosin. A rosin if bag. you're a, if you're a baseball guy, a rosin bag kind of thing. Sure. This is an old product. Um, Christopher Pardell, he's the owner of the company. His dad and grandpa, I believe, both had the company twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. And where they was getting the dirt for it, they couldn't get it no more. Well, then he got back to where he could get it, so he started it back up. And uh, like I said, in Georgia, which I don't know if you guys have heard of Clifton Denny out or Clifton Denny, mm-hmm. but he's a YouTube uh, guy. Uh, he's got a, he's got a a podcast called on or a, a YouTube channel called On Your Own Outdoors, and he does all kinds of product reviews. So um, he is his biggest proponent of that stuff because yeah. he's in his booth all the time. Uh, you know who Blaine Anthony is? Deer Whisper or the Bear Whisper? Mm, I don't think so. Wayne Anthony, he's on the Pursuit Channel. Okay, he hunts a lot of bear, hunts a lot of deer. Um, he, he swears by the stuff too. Okay. Um, so, um, like I said, I never got busted, and every year before I've been, I'm like Jeff. I think I get busted. <laughs> You're this right. is going to be on your Facebook page as well. It already RGI is, or it has yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. Um, any of this stuff, you can just message me on Facebook or cell phone or or whatever and sure. get a hold of me. Um but like I said, I like it. I think it's proven. Yeah. Um it's proven to me anyway, so next fall I might get busted every time I go. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> but you know, um for as many times as I hunted and I hunted a lot this year. And not to get busted. Yeah. I had one had to be something you would think. Yeah. I I had one deer um had a nice eight point come walking in and it wasn't big enough to shoot, but he bedded down about 10 yards behind me and the wind was blowing right at him. Yeah. This is three thirty in the afternoon. And I'm thinking, crap, you know, yeah. he's going to smell me at some point here. Yep. He never did. Well, then another buck come walking in, walked over to him. That's about an hour later. And, um, about that time, uh, I'd seen a buck come out of the North field and he, he followed, he was following the track of a doe that, um, come through about an hour earlier. And I think um, it took him about 20 minutes to get to me. But he come out over here and come walking right up to me. So here I am trying to pull on that deer because he was a shooter. Mm-hmm. And these two are standing behind me. And they're both standing up looking at me. 
So they couldn't smell me. I guess they couldn't see me because of the hex gear. They never ran, even when I sh- shot at that deer and mm-hmm. shot over him. Mm-hmm. And then I cried. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was that 175 deer. Um, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, those two just stood there. Really? Both of them was, you know, mm-hmm. right down in my scent. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely, like I said, we got the ultimate test for you. So. <laughs> I mean, that is no joke. Yep. We'll try it out. And then that stuff. So, you've got the the camo dust, now the Berna self-defense weapons, and then... The blinds as well. Yep, and yep. the Radix blinds. Uh, I can get any of the Radix products. Um, Nate was, gonna, he's going to try the cameras out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about excited that. about that too. Yeah, um, he's got feeders too, but you know, in Illinois, what right, what good does at. it do us? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, believe it or not, the airwaves get out beside uh, away from Illinois now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Canyon's so. practically. World famous. World famous. Uh, no, not me. Yeah, your mother-in-law asked me the other night at a wedding if I was, I'm going to make you a millionaire, and I said, I think he's going to make me one. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope we can make everybody a millionaire. Yeah. Hell yeah, everybody can be a millionaire. <laughs> That's right. I also am a Tacticam dealer, so yeah, I've got Tacticams now. I was thinking that Nate was telling me that, too. So um, They opened that up. Used to, they just did it with Outfitters, but now they, they've opened it up to real estate agents. Yeah. Um, and I can buy Tacticams pretty darn cheap. Yeah, that's good. And I can get all the Tacticam products. So yeah, um, that's probably going to be more of a, a thing for me to just buy them cheap and give them to as closing gifts or help with your try to sell them at shows yeah. and stuff. You know, uh, yeah. When we do the bigger shows like the Midwest Farm and Land shows where we the Deer Classics and stuff, I don't mm-hmm. take my RG Outdoor stuff because right. it's just too much. Yeah. Um, but like the Southern Illinois Hunting and Fishing Days, I'll have stuff there. Um, we've already got two booths lined up, one right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And I'll do some of the local shows. Um, but um, the bigger shows, it's just, you know, they're rat races to get in and out of. It is, and yeah. And the less you pack up, pack in, the less you got to pack out. That's yeah. right. I've been there, done that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got pinged from coast to coast. So every now and then he gets out. Yeah, You know, airways get out of Illinois. Yeah. And you guys, like you said, you guys are going to be up at the Illinois Classic. Hopefully that'll be a good show too. Uh, have you been there in the past to that one? We have. We didn't get there last year. I've not been to it, okay. so I'm looking. I've never to been to the it. Illinois one either. So, but they say it's it's a really good show. Yeah. Now so. the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. Yep. You was at that one last year. Yep. Um, I don't even know where you was last year because I didn't see you there. Honestly, I couldn't tell you what three. No. I don't know. We were down towards the the doors. We come in and load stuff out of like the the where they had the buck display. Yeah. You remember that? Kind of in the back. We were probably two sections up from it. We was t- we was right there also. Yeah, I don't remember. I, 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 well, I didn't have a lot of time to walk around because yeah. there was only two of us there for the, about right. the whole time. When right. Sunday, we were the same way last there. year. Yep. Um, I was right by that kettle corn guy, and that was awful. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> That's about as bad as being next to the duck call guy, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. My gosh. That's Nate's favorite people at all of those shows. Uh. How much, um, how much for me to buy yeah. that one and then throw it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I I say the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. They've got it named wrong. It needs to be the Illinois Beer and Deer. The Fest. Beer and Deer, <laughs> yes, yep. Because what is it? Everybody that walks through the door that's eight uh-huh. age gets a beer. Yep. Yeah. I tell you what, we were at Iowa last year, <laughs> and it's, it's Sunday morning, right? Oh, I don't know. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, I had a cup of coffee at the at the hotel. 
I'll get there. We'll get get things around around, and and the show opens at ten. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, yeah, okay, we'll get a cup of coffee. I'll get a cup of coffee because they have the they have the beer vendors that are separate, and then they have the the concessions that open up. That, but believe it or not, in Iowa on a Sunday morning, you can get a beer before you can get a cup of coffee. The same <laughs> way it was in Georgia. Yeah, no kidding. You could get a beer at nine o'clock in the morning. You couldn't get a coffee till <laughs> ten o'clock. o'clock. That's the way it was in Georgia because we had, and I don't drink coffee, but we had a we had a vendor right in front of us, and then the beer vendor was over here. Yep. Well, Curtis was wanting a cup of coffee, and he couldn't get a cup of coffee, so he. Wouldn't go to beer. I didn't revert to the beer. Not that I'm against drinking beer, but but uh, you know, at at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going for the coffee. Yeah, because if you drink, yeah, I'm not going to do that. You wouldn't be no good going to sleep all. I'm no good anyway, but yeah, yeah, I'm not going to start that early. At Iowa, you might want to do that. Sleep all the way, right? Yeah, no kidding. uh, Yeah, that's a good show too. Um, Yep, those guys do a good job. They do. We're going to be down there again this year. Actually, since you tagged me on that. Facebook, yeah. because I did get an email from Cole, actually, two months ago, maybe. And he was talking about all the stuff they did last year and yeah. how they're going to improve some stuff. I got that, too. Yeah. And at the bottom of that, he attached a contract. Like, it was at the bottom of that email. Jeez. It was all the same one. So, but it was, like, good till February 28th. Well, I drugged my feet and didn't get it done, turned in. So then I saw you tag me in that, and I was like, shoot, I made it on that. And I went on there, and we got a booth. We're going to be next to Elite Archery. Hmm. Which I knew you shot them, so I thought that'd mm-hmm. be good. And it's the same block as Clifford and them with Radix. So oh, so you're in the front building. Yeah, it'll be, and we're like I don't know, two rows down or two sections down from the working class guys too. Yeah. So we're uh, if you know where the bathrooms was and the food. Vendors, yep. Yep. We're right on that corner. Okay. There, I thought because I could choose that booth. I I didn't see any open in the other other building but yeah. must have been because if you got a booth up there mm-hmm. if you're by the food you're going to get a lot of traffic we're going to yes. get a lot of traffic and that's For why sure. i chose there and i like corner booths yeah that's what we got too this year yeah they're a little bit higher but you also get about five or six more feet yeah there's there's yes. a reason they're higher yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. you get traffic from this way and you get, and you get traffic, traffic both ways way. yeah and you can yeah. set your booths up a little bit better you can um, that's where like what well, we ended up at iowa this year we talked about it a little bit we ended up they moved us down and like, I'm pretty sure we're just going to do the same booth again next year because it was on a corner right by the escalators. And they said, if you want to push out a little bit, you can. So it gave us a little extra room. And, like, it's hard to beat a, a corner booth yeah, for one of is. those. That um, first spot was a gar hole. It was. And that wasn't no good. <laughs> that was a good term for it. What uh, What's good about the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest, too, is they have a lot of stuff for kids. Mm-hmm. You know. They do. They set up targets outside, and they have games and stuff. Yep. Some of these other shows don't do much of that. Right. You know, that I've seen. But uh, that's for no bigger venue than they have up there. They they do a good job on. I this thought show. it was a good show last year, yeah. and like he, you like that email from Cole. They're going to make some adjustments too, and I think it'll be even better this year. Yeah, I I sent him a message right after we got done. I said, "Hey, great show, loved it." The only thing is, I don't want to be anywhere near the kettle corn guy again. <laughs> yeah, and he said that guy's going outside next year. <laughs> yeah, I bet you weren't the only ones that said um, anything. And, and it was hot in there too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, um, because he kept the door open. He's right next to a door, mm-hmm. and the sun was shining. We could smell him where we were at. Yeah, because you weren't very far from him either. No. Another um, another thing I'm looking at, too, is um, he was there, and he was right across from me. It's called the hip stick. Yeah. Have you seen those? Yeah, there was guys carrying those around. Everywhere. Yeah, there were. Hey, Nate's guy. been packing one of them for years. <laughs> 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 um, uh, 
Uh, I bought one. At look at him show. smiling. He ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <but> just smile. <laughs> but uh, it, they look pretty neat because, especially if you're using a crossbow mm-hmm. or an older person. Yeah. I mean, have you seen those? It's like a shooting stabilizer. Yeah. yeah. It goes on your hip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or straps right here on your leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can put it on your belt. Mm-hmm. And for uh, for a crossbow or for a gun. I think you'd be all right. Yeah. You, you rest your weapon on it or you rest your arm on it? Rest your weapon on it. You put your yeah. weapon mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And yep. it telescopes and it swivels. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit better than most of them that I've seen. Yeah. And they were only like 25 bucks. They were interesting. Yeah. And uh, that, that was that guy's company. It's it's fun to go to those shows and talk to those people that has those specialty products like that. Yeah. And realize, hey, these are just working guys just like you and me out here trying to make a living. That mm-hmm. had an idea. Trying to that get their products idea. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was down at, uh, I, I, he was at Illinois Beer and Fair Fest, and then I told him about the one down at Southern Illinois uh, Hunting Days, and he went down there, which that's not near as big a show, and mm-hmm. he didn't have near the luck down there. But uh, up there, I mean, he had he had an older gentleman sitting there in a chair, and I guess he's probably 75, and he had a crossbow sitting there, and he had a gun sitting here, and he, he'd just switch back and forth between them. Yeah. And he was just, you know, Showing them how they work. Yep. And those things was packing out of there like crazy. Oh, yeah. That's what me and Rod were talking about at, at the booth. My uncle, who was there with me, is like, my gosh, everywhere you turn, there's one of those hip stick things. Everybody had them. Well, yeah. I think I think you were talking about blinds. Everybody, you know, there's like 10 different manufacturers or whatever. I think the fact that crossbow laws changed in Illinois gave your average guy that didn't have a doctor's reason to shoot a crossbow mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jeff's a prime example of that. Probably couldn't get a doctor's excuse, but really couldn't hunt with a bow anymore. That allowed a lot more guys to hunt a lot longer in their older years. And along with that comes, I'm not climbing anymore. I'm yep. not going to climb a deer stand. I'm not going to put up a, a, you know, a climber or a ladder stand. So here in comes the blind. So now your blind sales go up because those guys are still hunting. Yes. And the same way with your hip sticks. Okay, I'm not going to. I maybe I maybe I'm gonna sit on a chair on the ground. Well, I need one of these things because I'm not gonna get in a ladder stand and whatever. And I yeah. think that's unfortunately the the probably average age of hunting in Illinois keeps raising, mm-hmm. rising, raising, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that but that's a product sales because of that, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, because I mean I just know myself. I'm 59. I'm not near as steady as I used to be. I mean, because now I've got to lay a gun across something. Mm-hmm. You know, and we hunt with all ladder stands. We don't hunt with anything but ladder stands. No the properties we hunt. And if I don't have that shooting rail out of that, I usually don't go hunt that stand. Yeah. Because most every stand's got a shooting rail on it, but I think we have one or two that don't. Because I just don't have that steadiness anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get my hip stick out a little bit and use it. I mean, um, you made a great point on these blinds. Um, I had a lot of older people that um, on the blinds, just wanted them at the five foot level. Yeah, because one guy said, "If I fall, I won't fall very far." Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot. Of hey, hey, that's a valid point if you're if you're an elder person. Yeah. I mean, that, that's absolutely a valid point. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those handles, like here's the five foot. Mm-hmm. You know, and the the handles are go all the way up and down, so they can have their hands on. Yep. Those rails. They can the have time. three points of contact all the way up. Yes. Yeah. And the thing about it, they can lay their weapon of choice up on the platform. Yeah. 
because that big that platform's you know big. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. you got to step before you get in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it might be a little bit more difficult for him to unzip to get in it, but um, I did. I sold a lot of them to, to older people just because they don't hunt climbers anymore. Mm-hmm. If they ever did, uh, they don't use regular ladder stands because there's just not a lot of room on ladder stands mm-hmm. unless you get a high dollar one. Right. But they like these because they can get in, they can sit down, they can be comfortable. Um, you get you a good blind chair in one of these. Mm-hmm. And I think you could sit for a long time. Oh, I, yeah. I can't sit. In I, the know sand. You can. <laughs> I know you can. You know you can. Yeah. I can't sit in the sand, but about a couple hours. Yeah. You know, I can push three, but it uh, then my legs are going to sleep. Right. I get so cold. Um, I've got to get some different cold gear this year. But I think in one of these, I can set four or five hours if I want to. Oh, yeah. And there's a, plenty of thermal protection in those soft-sided blinds as well. Yeah. yeah. I think you could put a little buddy heater in there or something. Absolutely. Even 20 degrees and be comfortable. Absolutely. Um, and like what you're saying on five foot, too, I actually built a platform last year that was just just because I needed to be five foot higher than the ground level. Like, and sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Like, you just need to be five foot high. It's out of their line of sight. And get you up off the ground. You can see a little bit more. You don't necessarily have to be 10, yeah. 20 foot in the air. I've even sold these. You can buy just the blind and the framework for mm-hmm. ground blinds. Mm-hmm. They're 600 bucks. Yeah. So, so, they're, but, um, so if you've already got a blind, you could just buy the framework, get you five foot off the ground for 600 bucks, give or take. He's talking about just, just the, blind the blind itself. Oh, okay. Okay. Just a blind. Yeah. Without just the, the blind platform. itself. Yep. Um, I've got a trailer, a little five bike trailer I picked up last fall, mm-hmm. last summer. Um, I've got my old porch from my old trailer that we lived in. That's like eight by eight. I'm gonna. I set one of them on top of it, mm-hmm. and um, then I planned on dragging it around. Well, sold it. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing about it, I sold so many of them that I didn't even get to hunt on one myself right. last year. Sold the one that you had for you. Yeah, you know, it's a good I problem sh- to have, right? I should have went hunting Nathaniel's when he ran around. You I know where it's at. Yeah, and he didn't get to hunt that much, so someone might as well have been in it. Did you get Kaylee in it? Nope, we never did make it last year. We had Royce. She never got to hunt last year. Um, I keep saying, uh, I know she would love a crossbow. I know she would. Um, and she said, no, I don't want to mess with one. She said, I don't, I don't want to go through it. And I said, seriously, you'd love it. You know, hunting late October, you'd love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finally said, well, if you would bring one home, you know, that you know I can use, she said, I wouldn't be mad about it. So she's open to the idea. So we, we might have to do that at some point. We can. Uh, because she would love to get in that thing. She's our, she's super excited about it. She's never been in it while standing up yet, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's super excited about it. And it, it'd be great for anybody like that. Well, They're so convenient. Yeah, they're so convenient. And the thing about it. You've got Royce. Yeah. In a couple of years, you can take him hunting with you. Mm-hmm. As long as we get his head strapped shut where he can't talk. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep. That's not going to happen for 16 more years. <laughs> Minimum, right? Minimum, yeah. But it is it is also good for kids because, the smaller kids, because the windows are high enough, you can keep them closed. Yep. Yep. You know, and you can get your kids in there and get them hunting with you too. Yep. Get them started in it and yeah. gives you an opportunity to go too. So we keep going back to the blinds, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've sold a ton of them. I sold, I don't know, I'm pushing 25 or 30 of them just since last September. Yeah. I really can see that with the, especially the soft sided ones, because just for accessibility and from a money 
perspective. They're really good, solid blind. They're pretty easy to put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything about them, I just, I really like. Yeah, I can put, I can put one together in about three hours. Me mm-hmm. and Jacob, and we've put two together in the last week. We've yeah, finished one today. Yeah, um, or actually, somebody wants to see one put together. Um, Act Automotive Saturday in Flora is having their open house. Um, I sold Troy one last fall. We didn't get it till probably December. And he conned me into putting it together for him. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to have it set up at there. So if anybody wants to see it, come to Florida Saturday from 6.30 to noon, and there will be one of them sit, sitting there if you're in town, stop by. Um, yeah, you got anything else that you want to talk about with either either one, Midwest Farmland or RG or anything else before we get you out of here? Just on the – I mean, if you're looking to buy or sell, whether it's farm ground, tillable ground, commercial ground, Homes, uh, a lot of people don't realize we sell homes. Mm-hmm. We do. We'll sell the average home here in Wayne City if somebody wants me to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying to get one with you this time last year. Yeah, we was. That just didn't work out, <laughs> did nope. it? Um, so we we do all that. Um, if you're, you know, I'm from Wayne County, so I want, I don't really hope people would start uh, calling me from Wayne County, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Uh, but, yeah, I, we do all that. Um, we're good at what we do. Yep. That's the main thing. We're good at what we do. And we, we go the extra mile when it comes to taking care of our clients, care taking care of our customers. I mean I've I've walked ground for a client out of Chicago that didn't come down here when it was sleeting and icing, you know. Right. You know. But what better time That's to, what it takes too, right? Yeah. And yeah. I love it. You know, I love mm-hmm. getting out there doing that. Um so it's one of those deals where um don't list your ground if you're going to sell ground, don't list it with your average real estate company, you know, because they're not going to, your your other real estate companies are not going to have the outreach that mm-hmm. we do as a land company. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is one thing we do is uh, when we list a piece of property, we do drone work. You should work. just ask them. Yeah. Been all right. I didn't want him to say no. No. So, well. No, if you're he could have made something up. <laughs> if you're in the land business, you have to do drones. Yeah, that's I mean, a big thing now. That is a big thing right now. And drone pictures sells property because mm-hmm. you can go in and take. I thought I seen some on some of your property yeah. listings. I've looked at listings before, and if it doesn't have an overhead, I'll just like skip past it. Well, here's the thing: you go in. How many pictures can you take of the woods? Right. You there's seen, a tree. There's, there's a tree. tree. There's yeah. a scrape. There's a rub. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I can take that same picture in four different ways and make it look like four different pictures. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, but once you get drone pictures, you can see the lay of the land. You can see how the wood. The Timber construction. Is, yeah. Basically. Yeah. If it's thick, if the canopy's thin. What kind, even what kind of trees you have. Yeah. You can see that. You can see th- if they've got trail systems and you can see it, you can see the ponds. Mm-hmm. The big thing is if you're buying a 40, you can see what's all around it. Yep. So, Which is really important. Especially in the recreation. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're buying a 40 that's got 6,000 acres of farmland around it, you're probably not going to have a lot of deer on it. Right. You know. They're so never going to get to you. They're never going to get to you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and there's a piece of ground on the property, or there's a piece of ground on another company's website right now that um, they don't do drone well they did the drones but they didn't they don't put it on the market like we do Mm -hmm. and i've got an app on my phone where i can look at everything around actually they didn't do drone pictures i'm sorry Uh, they did an aerial oh yeah um 
it in that 40, actually it's 55 acres, and it is just an eye. And there's about, and it's right in the middle of that eye. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I wouldn't walk that piece of property the other day, and it's so thick you can't walk it. But there's a gravel road on the south side of it. There's trails. I even took pictures of them because it amazed me. I mean, it just looked like roads mm-hmm. coming from one side to the other. Three different spots on 55 acres. You know, that drone pictures on that property would sell that piece of property. Yeah. So that's a good point, Scott. Yeah, we do drones. Um, we get out. We walk the properties. Most of the time before we're all over a list of property, I'll go walk it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that way you're not selling something you've never even seen. Yeah. And know. if... And I do. I get calls all the time from a, a guy from, let's just say, northern Illinois. I've got a client up there looking for 40 acres right now. And um, there's been a couple times I've actually went and walked the woods for him because I know what he wants. Mm-hmm. We've walked enough properties. I know what he wants. I know what he's looking at. Yeah. So before I have him make that drive down, I'll go look at it. No, this is not for you. Right. You know. Saves him a lot of time Saves him and a lot money. of time, money. Yeah. Um, but... You just got to go, I mean, selling recreational ground, it's a little bit tougher because you just have to know what you're looking for mm-hmm. and be, there's a lot more work in it because you got to get out on it. Yeah. And the benefit of that is you go find sheds. Well, it helps when mm-hmm. you, you have a hunting background. It helps. Yeah. It helps so. you understand how this is what you're looking for. This is maybe not what you're looking for. This yeah. is better for this or that or the other because you've been there, done that. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know a lot about the management part of it yet. I'm learning, mm-hmm. but um, I, I know can, a guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do too. Uh, but with knowing where to put the plots and stuff, sure, that's mm-hmm. that's easy to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at some point, I mean, it's getting easier for me to tell. Right. Um, knowing where your bedding areas are and different things, um, I'm getting to where now. I, you know, I can see those yeah. when I'm walking the ground, and that's yep. you know that, and that's what some clients ask you. Well, is there bedding? on it well if you say i don't know i haven't been on it what are they gonna do they don't care exactly or if it's if it's like just some real estate agent from a company that maybe does mostly residential Mm -hmm. and they just happen to cross this piece of property what do you mean is there bedding on it yeah they have no they don't even know what to look for exactly no the queen size is in the bed (laughs) yeah (laughs) upstairs to the right (laughs) in the same way on tillable you'll get a lot of you'll get agencies that list tillable ground they don't have anything about tillable they don't know anything about it you know when i get a call on a piece of tillable ground, the first thing they're going to ask me is, what's the PI? Yeah. What's, you know, is, what's it rent for? Mm-hmm. What's the rental agreement? You know, what's the shares? Yep. And it aggravates me so much. And there's, excuse me, there's people in these, even land companies, some agents that are just lazy. Yeah. That won't go get that information. I won't list a piece of ground and put it on the market until I have that. Because it aggravates me so much to have to call an agent and say, well, you know, what's the rental agreement? You know, mm-hmm. you know, what's the PI on it? I mean, yes, I can look that up, but why don't you have that on there? And you know they're going to ask. You know they're going to ask. Yeah. So why don't you go the extra mile? And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some agents that don't list a lot of ground that when they do, they don't know that, but we're trying to to work on that too. So we, we keep trying to get better mm-hmm. all the time. And, uh, and that's important, too, because once you think you have it figured out, that's when you start going backwards. It's always changing. Yep. Two years ago, there wasn't much, there weren't many people doing drones. Mm-hmm. You know, your bigger land companies was doing drones. Um, 
now you have your average real estate company doing drones mm-hmm. because they know they have to. Yep. If you don't, you get left behind. Your yeah. clients Everybody's are doing for it. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And that's a selling point when I go to list a piece of property. Hey, we do drones. We'll mm-hmm. come in here. Now, I don't do drones on residential right. unless it's three or four acres, you know. Yeah. But, um, but most of the time. <laughs> Here's the neighbor outside by this woman. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this house. That's right There's a selling point. <laughs> yeah. Here's this house that's right on top of your house. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Five foot away. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's a good selling point is the drone work. And yeah. and like I said, the pictures, we do. I do I do go in and take a lot of pictures mm-hmm. um, as far as when I'm walking it, you know, especially when it's deer season or, you know, you know, I list a piece of ground right before deer season. Right. I'll start looking for rubs and scrapes mm-hmm. and. I'm sure even right after, yeah, you can still see a lot of that stuff. Yeah, well, like in December, just like you said, you know, that's the best time in the world to go tr- mm-hmm. walk and see where the deer are running because they're thick. And yeah, I mean, the other night, me and Gloria went for a drive, just after dark, within four miles, I counted seventy-two deer. Yeah, and yeah. that's not all that I could see. I mean, that's just the ones that we could see. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so they're moving it's a lot pretty, more. Pretty they're good so drive. congregated right now. Yeah. Night. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're so well. They're all going to the same food sources because they're getting so low on available yeah. food, so they're all yeah. packed up. But that's what better time, you know, mm-hmm. to go look at a piece of property. Um, like I said, we're 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 looking to list ground right now. I mean, we need ground mm-hmm. to list. Um, so if anybody wants to list, I'd be happy to help you with that. Same way if you're wanting to list your house. Um, I have somebody right now looking for a house in the Wayne City School District. So if you guys know of anybody that's got something for sale or something that's for sale but it's not for sale, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, because this this guy's he's got to have one. Yeah. Um, well, I own a house in Wayne City School District, and everything's for sale. Everybody, yeah, but where are you going <laughs> at the right that? price? You going to live with your mom and dad? Or well, I'll find no. He is find something. <laughs> maybe no. his step, 12, maybe his mother-in-law and father-in-law. Yeah. For twelve hundred dollars, he can have a ten-foot-tall house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On stilts. <laughs> yep. Or for four thousand dollars, you yeah. can have one that's yes. a little bit thicker, yeah. a little bit nicer. So before we get you out of here, though, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you as far as like. If it's Midwest Farm and Land or RG Outdoors, like on Facebook yeah. or whatever socials you do, websites. On our website for Midwest Farm and Land, it's just MidwestFarmCo.com. Okay. Um, on Facebook, it's Rodney or Midwest, Rodney Hawkins Broker, Midwest Farm and Land. Okay. Um, then on the, the RG Outdoors, it's just on Facebook. I don't have a website. Right. Um, so it's just RG Outdoors. Okay. Um, to Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, or my regular page because I got three pages now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's bit, enough to keep up with, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is because when I do a Facebook post for uh, Midwest Farm and Land, I share it to the other two. Mm-hmm. When I do one with RG Outdoors, I share it to the other two. Yep. And I'm starting to share yours, mm-hmm. you know, because we're yeah affiliated now. So yep. what I can do to help you guys helps me. So. For sure. And the same goes. Yeah. And we appreciate that. We appreciate working with you. And thanks for coming in tonight, too. Love it. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. So we'll get you out of here. I don't want to waste too much more of your time. Again, thanks for coming in. Guys, check them out if you're looking for ground, if you're looking to sell ground, if you're looking for any of these products he's carrying, all that stuff. Check the show notes where you can find them and where he just told you. So thanks, man. Catch you again on another one. Yeah, sounds good. See you.